Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Three of the nightcap. Sean, you feeling okay? You, Sean left. He had, to, he had to leave the studio. Just too emotional after Duke's loss. So, are you okay? Well, the reason I left was because I was trying to push this next interview back. Because, I mean, we have guests come on. A lot of them are intelligent. I mean, this guy is just on another, <laughs> like, platform. Like, <laughs> eight minutes ago, informative read on mathematics and Myanmar. The mathematics community in Myanmar, a developing country plagued by unrest. What is happening right now? Is That's that... what he was tweeting now. Eric Eager joins us right now. <laughs> yeah, Eric, you combine our two uh, IQs, and we might be on the same level as you. But we found out during the break, we were chatting. We bet against each other. We split. I was on VCU. He bet Davidson. And I was on Wisconsin. He went Northwestern. Interestingly enough, look, the smart guy bet the smart schools. He went Davidson and Northwestern, and he went one and one. And he said, you know, we should have just shaved, saved the VIG. We should have bet against each other. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and uh, I got to say, like, so Tuesdays are my night where I do, like, a decent amount of content. There was honestly just, like, a half hour between one show I was on and then you guys. So uh, I decided to do a little bit of, of reading uh, on something that wasn't related to football. Uh, because, look, like, in a month or so, that's all we're going to have. Well, I, I have told... Puckstradamus will be in play, baby. Well, oh, don't worry. Eric Eric finds <laughs> things to fire on. He'll he'll join us. You know what? I'm going to have Eric... We're going to have Eric... I almost want to keep him every Tuesday because he's going to find random things to fire on. We'll be talking college basketball, WNBA, all of that stuff. But uh, let's get into this weekend. And I was just discussing this while, you know, uh, Sean was getting his feelings together. Here in town at the South Point, as we know, our friends at the South Point, they don't juice sides. So they just go minus 110. Whatever the number is, that's the way they're going to roll. And right now, Eric, they have Tampa minus 2.5, you know, minus 110 both ways. And it, it feels a little square. And I know Werfs is banged up and Jensen is banged up. And we got to keep an eye on that, certainly with that defensive line coming. But, man, I'm getting Tom Brady under a field goal in a playoff game at home. It. It feels like it does feel like a little bit of a trap. So, what are your numbers saying on Rams and Bucks? Yeah, we like uh, Bucks and over in this one. Um, you know, it's also you know week three. You've already seen this game before. 
Um, and, you know, I think if, if this weekend has taught us anything, it's that the first round of the playoffs doesn't have a ton of information packed in, but it also um, that, that rematches like don't always go the way that the first game went. Right. So uh, in the case of the Los Angeles Rams, you know, they got beat pretty soundly the last time they played at home uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. Now they came back and won the, the road game, uh, you know, later in the season. But uh, and, and then, of course, they, they get a victory against the team. I think ultimately, when you look back, very overmatched coaching in, in Cliff Kingsbury over uh, Sean McVay. Um, and then obviously you have this game where LA at home uh, really did handle Tampa Bay and, you know, Brady did put up, you know, uh, ridiculous yardage numbers, um, but they were basically handled there. You have some injuries to the offensive line. And I think, you know, a lot of people are going to look at it and say, well, there were four sacks, three on third down, like can the bucks, you know, manufacture a passing game against this Rams team that comes at you with Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd and Vaughn Miller on the defensive front. I think Brady with a week to prepare for a possibly weaker offensive line it is a much different thing than him, you know, dealing with an injured offensive line in game. Um, so yeah, I like the bucks here. I also think the Rams, um, you know, they were protecting their quarterback the other, yesterday and, and I think he played well in the throws he did make. Um, but I don't think he, you know, in a game where he has to th- put up 40 passes, I think he's going to throw a few to the Tampa Bay Bucks. You know, Eric, my question is, what does the raw data say about Tristan Wirfs? I know he made first-team All-Pro, amazing accomplishment for a second-year player, even more amazing that he could start day one on a team that won the Super Bowl as a rookie. But what, are the raw, what does the raw data say? How, how good is Tristan Wirfs? Yeah, I mean, he was an All-Pro last year, in our opinion. Um, you know, when you look at his PFF grade, uh, he has exactly the same PFF grade basically in two years, 84.1 as a rookie in, in just over 1300 snaps and 84.7 this year uh, in just, o- just under 1200 snaps. So that's, you know, obviously really good. Um, when you look at his pass blocking, um, you're talking about a guy who a season ago, uh, you know, gave up 24 pressures this year. He gave up just 15 pressures, uh, only 1% of plays. Uh, does he give up a pressure? And so, uh, you know, I think some of that is Brady, right? I think Brady does a really good job protecting his offensive line. I think, uh, the really good ones do that, but, um, you know, him stepping in there, uh, he's the better tackle on that team. I think Donovan Smith's a good player. Uh, and I think a successful offense can have one dominant tackle and one average tackle. And I think Wirfs, uh, you know, qualifies as the dominant one uh, on this group. And, and he's been really good. I mean, he doesn't have bad games. I mean, uh, you know, the only game this year that we've charted that he's been bad in was the Philadelphia game. And that was because he, you know, was injured in that game uh, and gave up a play, uh, you know, gave up a sack uh, in one of his pass rushing reps or pass blocking reps. So he's he's great. And, and Tampa Bay really found a good one there. Talking once again to Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus. Check out the podcast. He and George Shahuri, the PFF forecast. Always great uh, to chat, uh, to hear them uh, break down games. Uh, a game we've been talking a lot about today, San Francisco and Green Bay. Saw the market move about a half point today. Uh, not sure if that was the speculation of Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, if we're going to have Nick Bosa back. Uh, but right now, pretty much painted sixes. Uh, across the market right now, San Francisco at Green Bay, a total of 47 and a half or so, Eric. So is this a spot you like the home team here in Green Bay, or are you looking to take some points of San Francisco? I'm sort of ambivalent on this game. I, I grabbed a four and a half when mm-hmm. it opened there. I just, it didn't make sense to me. Uh, you know, there's research out there 
uh, you know, academic research even, which imagine, you know, imagine how great of a professor gig that would be to be, to study betting, but like, you know, <laughs> with te teams in a ambient warm climates, um, when they go to cold climates, don't perform quite as well. That's a different home field advantage. Now, of course, Tom Brady completely stomped all over that last year in January in Lambeau. But for the, you know, for a warm weather team like the 49ers to go to to go to Green Bay, that's an added to the home field advantage. You also have the bye. You also have San Francisco playing on a Saturday a week after playing on a Sunday. So I think if you factor in home field advantage, um, it may be a little bit bigger than three points after you add in the buy and the, the weather differential in there, uh, as well as, you know, an added home field advantage for the playoffs, which I think is more than the current uh, version. So, you know, when it opened at four and a half, you're basically saying that the Niners and the Packers were a point and a half, basically different than each other. And I think the market quickly corrected that to get it out to six. Now, the idea that they're three points different than each other, I think is probably correct. Maybe a little bit, that's maybe a little bit heavy. So I think this six number is probably pretty good. If you give me a six and a half though, I will take San Francisco. What would you take Eric, if it comes out that Jimmy Garoppolo can't play and Trey Lance is the San Francisco 49 quarterback? Uh, you know, I remember growing up in Minnesota and the, I, I would say the biggest uh, miscalculation I ever made in a playoff game was when Christian Ponder went out and Joe Webb came in um, <laughs> because Joe Webb had shown so much ability as a runner and also as a passer, frankly, in, in games, he relieved Ponder. And so I, when, when Joe Webb started over Ponder, I was intrigued. I, I might've even put a little bit on the Vikings in that one. And, you know, I think ultimately as much as I think Lance has a has a chance as a prospect, I think he's you know very smart, he's very accurate, all that stuff. I there's a reason he's not playing, um, and I think that those reasons would manifest themselves. You also get Jair Alexander back, Zadarius Smith back for Green Bay. I I think it probably pushes the number out to seven. Um, be that as it may, I think that one of the reasons why I put a bet on Green Bay at minus four and a half was it's a as you know, Sean playing quarterback. If you have an injured thumb. It's a different, it's a different battle playing indoors at SoFi Stadium Week 18, indoors in Jerry's World in Week 19, than it is playing outdoors in 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 Green Bay with a hurt thumb. So I even think if Jimmy Garoppolo is even healthy, I, I think it's he's going to struggle in this game, uh, just gripping the ball and throwing the ball and and all that kind of stuff, and that's going to make the Niners' offense predictable. So maybe Lance is an upgrade. I don't know. I. It's a tough one. I think the quarterback position for the Niners is going to be what holds them back in this one. You know, uh, Tim has a question for you, but it's funny. Garoppolo's thumb was hurt first half of the Rams, fine second half. Hurt, not hurt first half of the Cowboys, <laughs> hurt second half of the Cowboys. Yeah. So if he plays bad, is the thumb hurt? If he plays good, it's okay, I guess. Uh, the uh, the uh, handing the ball off there with the scripted plays from Kyle Shanahan was uh, your thumb was just fine. We're chatting with our good friend Eric Eager. All right, Eric, we got about 90 seconds. Uh, we haven't hit on the other two games. KC, I know your uh, affinity to the Chiefs, hosting Buffalo, Cincinnati at Tennessee. Dealer's choice, anything you like in either one of those games in the final 75 seconds? Yeah, I know Cincinnati's banged up on the defensive line, and that's going to obviously give uh, the Titans an advantage when they run the football to Derrick Henry. Uh, they are getting healthy, and I do think the Titans earn the one seed as much as people want to sort of bag on them, and they 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 will be underdogs next week if they win this game uh, and play either Buffalo or Kansas City at home. Um, but I I like now that this number's out to three and a half. I do like Joe Burrow. Mm. Um, you know, I think. 
Joe Burrow it, it ha- is a, a swashbuckler uh, who is also very just very good. And and it's so much fun to watch him play. And, and I think and you know I think there's going to have some home field advantage there with your work. They're only four hours away, Nashville to Cincinnati. I think they're going to have some fans there as well. I think the Cincinnati Bengals give the Tennessee Titans a game. All right, that'll be uh, the first game of the weekend. Out to four uh, at uh, one spot here in town, uh, Mister Eager. Uh, Ten seconds, Buffalo KC. Any feel? If Buffalo plays their their best game, they win. I think if if both teams play their average game, I think Kansas City wins. All right, a very teasable number, but a high total too. So you get a little worried there with the uh, with the variance and the possibilities. Mr. Eager, as always, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for having me on, guys. Take care and uh, go. Ninety nine loss. <laughs> there he is. Oh, we forgot to talk about that. We'll talk about that on the other side. It's the nightcap. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, Creighton, you know, watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, well, Bet Rivers, they've got you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. There are city cats in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, DC. So subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Thanks as always to Eric Eager. I'm thinking I'm I'm close to pulling the trigger on Bucks minus two and a half. Talk me off of it. Captain King. Well, I mean, listen. I mean, Worf's. I, 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 I just, just here, here's the positives. Here's the pluses to that. 
You're getting Bruce Arians and Tom Brady at home with the defense for the most part 100% healthy. Under a field goal. Yeah. The only issue is Tyler Johnson, Bashar Perriman, Scotty Miller, you know, because I'm assuming they're going to put Jalen Ramsey on Mike Evans. Mm -hmm. So Mike can still get his now, but it's not going to be the mismatch you normally get with Mike Evans. That's a 50-50 deal, you know, so – you're just going to have to depend on your Tyler Johnsons, your Scotty Millers, your Bashad Perrimans. Not saying they can't do it. This is an opportunity for one of those young men to really introduce themselves to America. Like, if I'm coaching and motivating, hey, guys, listen, this is why we're here, right? No one knows who Tyler Johnson is now. Make sure they know after this game for the right reasons. You go out there, you do what you've been trained to do. And, you know, you hope that he goes out and does it. But it's not like – how you would feel if it was Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown, who you've seen do it over and over and over again. So that would be the only pause I would have is the injury situation at receiver, even at running back. Leonard Fournette, hamstring, tricky injury, didn't play in week one. If he does play, what happens the first time he has to try and open up? You know, Ronald Jones is more than likely out, so you're dealing with Keyshawn Vaughn, who's not a bad player, but he's not Leonard Fournette, especially not playoff Leonard. And Gio Bernard, who's more of a third down back, capable at times, but, you know, so you, you got some unfamiliar faces on the Tampa side, but at the end of the day, you're still getting Bruce Arians, Tom Brady at home. Yep. And, you know, if you look back at the Cardinals game, which was such a dominating performance by the Rams, but Kyler Murray looked like he wanted nothing to do with being out there. Uh, just and they're not the Bucks either. Yeah, and and Matthew Stafford was fine, and I thought OBJ played one of his best games as a member of the Rams. And Cam Akers, I mean, I I, I love Cam Akers coming out of Florida State. He you know, he comes back from the Achilles injury. He in looks. June, and was it June or July towards Achilles? Yeah, and he's back. That's unbelievable. That he's, he's playing in January, and he looks he looks really good. I mean. But unbelievable. But Matthew Stafford, I feel like Sean is going to have to make some plays. And you know, at the end of the season, as you pointed out, really not playing that good of football. Yeah, he threw uh, three picks against Minnesota. I think uh, two in the game after that. But but look at it like this: Stafford played a very comfortable game. Mm-hmm. Jumped out to a big lead. Never was under pressure. Or duress. Um, what'll be interesting is when you look at the Rams' losses, the five losses, sacked 14 times, forced to throw eight interceptions during those losses. So if you can pressure Matthew, at least in the regular season, he was prone to turn the football over. So to me, that's what Tampa has to do, establish that pass rush. Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre-Paul, and Dominican Sue. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the second year, the D tackle uh, from Washington. Oh. They just got the big contract. Vita Vea. Vita Vea. Yeah, they have the guys to do it. They just got to go out and do it. And they did it in the Super Bowl, obviously. Right. So, I mean, they're capable of forcing Stafford into turning the ball over. You know, again, they haven't really played the deep ball well against the Rams. So, so you with, mentioned, you know, Levante David. Not, he looked hurt. Not looking. Yeah, know, he looked hurt in the game. A couple tackles against the Eagles, nothing to to write home about. He played, but he looked hurt. Um, you know, or not hurt, but not 100%. You know, sacks-wise, Winfield came in and had a sack on Jalen Hurts. Their safeties are really good. So I, I feel like the defense is getting back to what 
we expected to see. I mean, they were so banged up this year. Look, the offense for sure makes me worried, as we've talked about. No Godwin, uh, Antonio Brown's out, you know, trying to sue the organization. So he's not really he opted out. He's not really helping out the team all that much. I don't know. You you know how I bet, right? It's what seems a little off. I mean, this being at two and a half seems a bit fishy to me. But and 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 what what were the discussions that many people had last week? It was Nick Saban's getting points. Got to play that. Well, you lost. Bill Belichick's getting points. Got to play that. Well, you lost. Tom Brady's not getting points, but he's under a field goal at home. It seems a bit. Well, what ultimately did bit off. Nick Saban in was the injuries at wide receiver. Yeah. Not having Mechie coming into the game, getting yeah. Jamison Williams hurt. Yep. The Bucks, their issues are at wide receiver. Wide receiver from an injury standpoint. I don't know what to call Antonio. What is he, a defector? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know the Opt out. term for what he did. But, I, I needed you. It was fantastic, flamboyant, and entertaining when he I, did it. I needed you, <laughs> Super Bowl champion of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to speak some existence, speak some confidence into me right here. Well, I'm, being, I'm thinking about betting your squad that you've got a future on. I haven't decided what I'm going to do in the game yet. I'm still gathering information. I know. I just don't want to miss this number, by the way. Well, um, I don't think the number's going to change. I think at worst I think, it's, I think it's three. going to three. I mean. And you look at, I mean, I mean, what's you buy a half a point if you need to? Yeah, I'm just I, saying. I could get it right now. I, I have people that juice. are going to be at practice. I need to know what Tristan Wirfs looks like, just so, because of the defensive line of the Rams and their production from a sack standpoint. Thirty-one and a half sacks this year between Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, and Von Miller. Let me ask you this: If Tristan Wirfs can't go, is that a bet on the Rams? Not necessarily. It might just be a stay away. Yeah. I don't trust Matthew Stafford. On and the that's road. where I'm thinking. Yeah, there are it's, certain it's guys. It's at two and a half. Yeah. And Matthew Stafford, I thought, looked average at best down the stretch. He threw only 17 passes against the Cardinals because he didn't have to throw the ball. And they were able to run. He threw a couple nice balls. OBJ was playing well. So th- these the, the pieces are coming together there for the Rams, right? OBJ, they bring in Cooper Cup. It scores a touchdown every single game. Uh, Van Jefferson is playing, you know, good enough. Cam Akers is back. Uh, their defensive line is finally playing well. So they, they've got the pieces that we all expected to to start shining here. But they're still on the road at Tampa Bay with the greatest of all time on the other sideline or behind center. So I don't have a great feel yet. I'm waiting. I have information that will be coming in. On Friday on the nightcap, you will get Big King's exact plays for the weekend. So you did have a disagreement with Eric. Because Eric, he said at three and a half, and actually you can get a four, he liked Joe Burrow catching those points. You disagree. You smell that? What's that? Insanity. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Yeah. (laughs) I hate I couldn't get to Eric before he. I know he got dropped off the that line. little. He dropped that little nugget in, and, and I didn't want to interrupt him, you know, because we were trying to get through all the games. But listen, why are you so confident in in Tennessee here? Because Tennessee can get to the quarterback with four. They defend the run extremely well. They're at home. They're rested, and they get Derrick Henry back. Like the one thing you should take away from. The Raiders game is as bad as Carr played for the majority of that game. 
since he still never pulled away. I mean, the Raiders had the ball first and goal with a chance to tie it, send it overtime. Like, I just think Tennessee's better in every way, shape, form, and fashion than, Ra- than the Raiders. And now instead of being at home with a favorable crowd, favorable conditions, the Bengals are on the road, young team, against a team that really, really can get after the quarterback and make him uncomfortable. You saw the fatigue set in on the Raiders' D-line. They weren't nearly as active and influential in upsetting Joe Burrow as they were against Justin Herbert because they exerted a lot of energy. They didn't have number 96, Pylon, who went down to injury, who's a key cog of that rotation. So it'll be completely different against Tennessee. They're going to get after Joe, and I love Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow still have a decent game, but I just think Tennessee's too much at home. I'd like them to win. I feel about Tennessee right now like I felt about Buffalo last week. Not ready to make it my best bet. I'll give those out on Friday. But right now I'm leaning heavily towards the same type of wager that I had with Buffalo with Tennessee. Yeah, right now three and a half, four you can find uh, there for Tennessee. There was, you know, this open Westgate. And it was interesting, Patrick Everson was on talking to the, speaking about the discussions that he had from the people at the Westgate. And there was some dissension in the room thinking that they thought this game was more around a pick. And that's why they opened two and a half. Ooh, I wish they put out a pick. Please, put it on pick. And immediately went up to three and a half. All right, we'll keep things rolling. Haven't really hit on Buffalo and Kansas City. That line sitting there at two, actually down to one and a half here at Circa. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. It is the Nightcap here on BC. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vsin.com slash podcast. Get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander. Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. We've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line. Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free, folks, and available now at vsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. We've got, uh, got a couple of hockey games going on. How's your, uh, how's the Lightning doing right now? Uh, 3-3 into the second. Did you bet him? Uh, yes, I have the Lightning puck line, so. Need some goals. Yeah, we'll be up one. They're great at getting the empty netter at the end. Uh, you going to bet any soccer tomorrow? No, no, no. No, you're passing that? I told you I stuck my foot in the, in the water, and I didn't <laughs> like it. So, I'm out. Fair enough. Um, we do have a college basketball game going on right now. Fresno State closed a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They were down double digits, and now they've cut the deficit down to two in this one. But Utah State, a little baseline jumper, and it's 40-36. Mm-hmm. to 36, The Aggies leading the Bulldogs in that one. we got some college hoop games tomorrow uh, that we'll take a peek at in the final segment of the program. So, you know, talking to what? <laughs> oh, man. College basketball will be the death of a lot of people. If you just 
Your boy Jeff Parles just uh no, what did he say? Tweeted, Does anyone want me posting CBB plays again? <laughs> the majority of people, yes, I want to fade them. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, it's a cold world, man. These streets, man. Yeah. That's why I stick to hockey. I'm an expert there. Yeah, I can have college basketball. Like tomorrow you tell Jim Root, I want one game. One game, just one game, just one game. Like you don't need multiple games well, in college basketball gonna, because they're too hard to hit. Then you're going to get mad. No, I'm not. If that doesn't hit. I'm not. I didn't get mad at Fresno Jim. State's got the lead right now. Man, should have bet this game in game. Yeah. Woo. What, what, what number do you First have? First lead you tonight. Yeah, Fresno minus what? I didn't play it. Oh, what was it? It was three and a half pregame. Oh, yeah. Never in doubt. They got that. <laughs> try, try to mush whoever has it. I don't know. You just. So. You're just. You're just mad. Here's the only way I would even consider getting involved in college basketball. Okay. One play a night. I had tonight. Let's see. You're going to say more than one play. I had four. All right. So I want two and two. What if I said take the four that you had and whittle them down to what if the I one you, you like the most? Well, it's funny that you say that because last night I got home, sitting on the on the couch, having a nightcap after the nightcap. See what I did? Not nice. And so I'm going uh, to the night. By the way, I'm going to take down this poker tournament we play on Tuesdays. Oh yeah. Yep. Thanks for the invite. Um. And I played Wisconsin last night at minus two. There was a couple other games. And then I woke up this morning, thought VCU was a stinky line. And they just stink. Blew a six-point lead late in that game. So Played Iona money line at a cheap price and fortunately won that one in overtime. And then I shouldn't have played the Bonnies. That was just dumb play. So what? So yesterday you liked Wisconsin. I did. So what if instead of the four bets, you just put all of that on Wisconsin? Well, it would have been nice. Right, and then you take what you want and however much of that you want to play today, just pick one game in college basketball. College basketball is hard. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really, really hard. Like, I hear people all the time talk about their great at college basketball, and I get it. But especially with the COVID, some places not having fans, the the ramifications being different from state to state. I mean, with all the transfers from this past year – I mean, this is a tough college basketball year. I mean, tough, tough. Should have just taken points. So how about that? Because I know you're not going to give it up. So I'm not going to ask you to do something that you're going to go behind my back <laughs> and lie and, and say you did it. I, I know you didn't. So look, how about this? Tomorrow, I, yeah. all you can play is one college basketball game. So you've got to make the distinction between the seven that you're going to like <laughs> and just play one. And let's see how that works. But then I'm going to like – so what's going to happen is there's going to be one game that I like, which is Rutgers at home catching points against Iowa. Okay, don't play anything else. Just so, play that one game. And then there's going to be other games that I like. All those are going to hit, and Iowa's going to go into the but, rack and win by 20. But, okay, then that's – so be it. <laughs> so be it. At least you went with your best and strongest feeling. And then you move on to the next day. I know. Because you you're actually good at it, but you do too many. Nah. But yeah, I mean, because you can't put as much thought in the six as you put into figuring out one. It's impossible. Yeah, you never know. I have kids. You have a kid. Yeah. Yeah. This is not enough time in the day. Then you're getting prepared for the show. You're trying to figure out your snarpy ways to come back at me when I dominate you. So, I mean, you got a lot of. Do you have the bankroll ready? Can we show the bankroll again? <laughs> White some old stuff. <laughs> Tomorrow, your only play that you're allowed to make is Rutgers. All right. All right. Only plan. Write that now. Cigar bet. Well, why are you going against me now? I don't want you. I don't want that bad juju. I'm pulling for you to win. I don't want that bad. What's the number? Three. 
All right, so I got Iowa. What? Minus three. No, this is bad. This is bad juju. I don't want this. I don't want. I, I need. I need everyone. Like last night, you came in here and you said it's the apology game. We're going Lakers. And I'm like, yeah, team synergy. Let's roll together. Okay. Why are you trying to go against me? I'm not. He knows. See, I know his mind. It's like Jedi mind tricks here. I've been struggling in college hoops, and Sean's trying to talk me up, and he's like, I'm willing to go down a cigar if you're willing to just bet the one college game. I'll take Iowa minus the three. You have Rutgers plus the three for a cigar. But it, it's, it's a it, – I want the good I want the good vibes out right. there, man. Okay. All right, fine. Let's do it. All right, cool. Let's go, Hawkeyes. He's just a hater, man. Just a hater. I'm out here pulling for your Puckstradamus things and all that, and now you talk me into playing one game, and now you're going to go against me. I got to get even in in the, the cigar deal. I thought you were confident that all your other bets. Well, now you're worried. After Duke lost today, you're a little worried about our Duke-Kansas nah, bet. No, nah, they're, they're, they're what and what. Because, see, the, the Big 12 is, is tougher. Now, I am worried if Travis Kills is injured. Trevor Kills. Long term. Trevor, I mean, yeah, that would worry me. Yeah, Duke lost tonight. I wish we, I as wish. a five-and-a-half-point favorite against Florida State. So the final Coach K visit to Tallahassee ends in a L. Yeah, I wish college basketball had like a trade deadline. I got a couple guys <laughs> I'd like to move. Yeah, because Duke really needs all the help they could get. Having the number one player in the country in Paolo Banquero isn't enough. We right. need, we need to make trades now. And we're t- down one, and for some reason, Coach K has Wendell Moore with the ball. That's what I'm saying. I've seen this happen. I watched R.J. Barrett the entire season take all these final shots, and Zion's just over there chilling. By the way, tomorrow night, um, interesting slate uh, of college hoops. Got Mississippi State at Florida. LSU at Bama. Bama's really been struggling, but um, looks like the market's moving in uh, Bama's favor as they're laying three and a half at home against LSU. And a a game that I'm intrigued by, but I'm not going to bet it now because I'm only allowed to bet one one game. Our guy Shaka Smart is catching 12 and a half tomorrow against Villanova, but he's on the road. We like Shaka as a dog. But Villanova's actually playing really well. If you look at Ken Palm right now, they're a top-five team, which actually makes me excited because that was the first future bet that I made, and I don't feel uh, all that great about it. Oklahoma State coming off of a huge win over the weekend. Is Do we fade them? They're laying five against TCU. I have one college basketball bet I planned on making this week. What, Iowa minus three? Nope, it's not till Saturday. What's that? Kentucky's at Auburn. Ooh, going to bet Auburn. Really? Yeah. I'm a believer in the Tigers. Me too. 30-1 yeah. to one to win the title, baby. That's how I look at college basketball. Comb through. Something really jumps out at me. <laughs> look ahead to Saturday. <laughs> all the way to Saturday. I didn't see anything I like. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm jumping all the way to Saturday, man. College uh, basketball, tough hustle, man. I'm just telling you. So, Auburn, if you look at, you know, the you know, – the, Math models out there. Auburn is at home against Kentucky. That's going to be a short line. Good. Kentucky. Kentucky's a public team. 
Yep. Yeah, I'm well, thinking the computers I'm, love him. Kentucky's yeah. been crushing teams. And I'm thinking it's probably going to be two and a half, three points probably. Something like that. Uh, Ken Palm right now has it Auburn minus three yeah. at home. On two and Saturday. a half, three. That's what I thought. I will be all over it. They got Georgia tomorrow. They're laying 22 yeah, against the Dogs. It's a look-ahead game for them. I know. I want this. We were getting to a great groove in college football. with This look-ahead spots, the letdown yeah. spots. I need to. Then the season ran out. Yeah, I know. We were, we were doing pretty well. Uh, Kentucky over the weekend played one of the best games all season in college basketball. They thumped Tennessee. They go to Texas A&M tomorrow. That could be a tricky spot there for the Cats taking on Texas A&M. So that one, uh, that one tomorrow for the Big Blue Nation taking on Texas A&M. That's Sean. I'm Tim. We'll wrap things up. Some thoughts on Bill's Chiefs to close out the show right here on the Nightcap. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do my my That's my (laughs) game. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN, that's this company. We have a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all new big game, Big Dance Special, provides VSIN Plus all access to everything we do. From now through April 5th for only 69 bucks. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails. 24-7 video access to the upcoming big game and college hoops betting guides. Plus, full access to vcin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year. You don't want to miss out on one of our best deals. Head over to vcin.com slash big deal. Sign up today. It is the nightcap. What's up? I don't have to look it up. But we had someone come on right before the NBA season started mm-hmm. and told us his two best total plays were. JVT. That was JVT, okay. Under Knicks. Yeah, because that Knicks is looking good. I played 22 it. and 23. Yeah, I played it. What's the Timberwolves looking? The over. 
I tell you what, I was talking about this a little bit earlier. Um, if you played the Cavs over, you're feeling... The Cavs have a good young team. They have a really good young team. I mean, Mobley and Allen down low, uh, Garland, um, and Colin Sexton in the backcourt. Like, they got a solid, solid, solid They're team. They're 27-18 and 18 right now. Yeah, they got, and they look good. Like, they play... Yeah, Knicks lost tonight, which is great for my under. Yeah. I ended up playing that. To the Timberwolves. Uh, they, they, so you won on both sides. I didn't, I, didn't play, I didn't play the Timberwolves okay. over. Uh, Minnesota's 22-22. and 22. Okay. Uh, Actually, JVT... Look him up on Twitter. He actually tweets out yeah. regularly uh, the update on on where we stand. So I'll pull it up right now. So that's me giving him some credit, some yeah. props, because it does look like. Uh, and I did tail him on New York, so hopefully we get there as yeah, they the lost Knicks the game under tonight. looks pretty secure. Uh, it was Ca- like forty something. Wasn't By it? the way, speaking of the Cavaliers, you know what their over under was, Sean? They're twenty seven and eighteen. You know what their win total over under was? Probably already over. I would imagine twenty seven and a half. Yeah, you're feeling good about that. Yeah, one. I would say. You're you're all right. The only annoying thing is I think I think you have to wait until oh, yeah, the, end of wait the, the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he said Minnesota, they're twenty two and twenty two. Their over under was thirty three and a half. So you're feeling very good about that one. Update on my Lightning. They're tied three three. Although I like the game flow right now, it's being played on the King side of the ice. That's a good thing. Tampa's had a few opportunities here, so. I'm pretty sure we'll get a goal in here shortly. Think another goal and comfortably cover this puck line. Speak that into existence. Uh, in the Fresno State game, Fresno's up 50 to 48. Should have played it in game. Oh, well. Fresno uh, went off three and a half point favorites at home against Utah State. They were down double digits at the half. All right. We'll keep dissecting these games left, right, and center, but I just want to hit on. Bills and Chiefs a little bit more. Uh, Eric Eager was on earlier the show, in case you missed it. Uh, check it out in the podcast. He always joins us at 9 o'clock Pacific, 10, uh, midnight Eastern, each and every Tuesday here on the Nightcap. And I thought what he said was fair. He said the Bills play basically like they just played, Sean. They're going to win. Yeah. But if they both play average, he thinks the Chiefs will win. And the line is moving a little bit towards the Chiefs. As we talked about, these two teams did play. Bills won uh, big time earlier this season. I, I, I'd be curious to see which way the public ultimately ends up firing on this game because I think there are mixed thoughts. What we saw last was the Bills in prime time. Now, both played in prime time, but I felt like, yeah, you beat the Steelers. Mm-hmm. The Bills, they took it to the Patriots both you and I love the Bills right. last weekend. Does it carry over to this game for you, Sean? 100%, I think. I haven't made my decision yet, but I'm definitely leaning towards the Bills in this situation. So we'll see. I mean, I've got calls in to all of these contests, practice, see who's what, 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 and the third. So as my information comes in, I will have finalized picks and plays for everyone on Friday. So you guys have to tune into the nightcap. If you want to cover the right. divisional round of the National Football Captain League. Captain Teaser. Yes. I, I, I love the promotion. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm serious. But let's, yeah. let's talk it out. Let's talk it out what we saw. And, and I, you know, I'm not saying you have to make your decision up yet right now. I'm the quiet type. <laughs> yeah. You're very quiet. <laughs> uh, King's best bet. Um, 
Defensively for the Bills, mm-hmm. Micah Hyde, that interception, I think, I mean, I can't say changed the game because the Patriots didn't know how to stop Buffalo. <laughs> they didn't feel like they were going to stop Buffalo. But that play really felt like it changed the tenor of the game because the Patriots were driving. Maybe they were going to tie the game up. Once again, they also couldn't get Buffalo off the field, so it might have been a moot point. But It just put them to bed earlier. When you look at the Bills' defense and how the Chiefs are playing offensively right now, and McKinnon, of course, the Chiefs, once again, can organizations, can you stop spending first-round picks on running backs? <laughs> I mean. I remember watching the Chiefs in the preseason, and I text my guy, and I was like, McKinnon looks like the best back y'all have. He looks perfect for them. But, again, politics plays a role. You he know? looks They absolute- drafted Edward Tiller not only in the first round, but in front of Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift. So there are certain people in that organization that want Clyde to be as successful as possible because in the rearview mirror, that doesn't look like the best evaluation. So as good as Josh Allen played mm-hmm. against the Bills, which I'm looking at Mahomes the numbers. Patriots, I mean, two for 272, two touchdowns, two picks. Well, that was, that was back twice. But just, I'm was, just looking at the initial contest. Right, week five. Yeah, the 38 to 20. But I think you would have to say that what we saw in week five when people were talking about, are the Chiefs even going to make the playoffs? And now here they are hosting a game in the divisional round against the Buffalo Bills, the team they lost to by 18. I don't even think it was that close. That was that weird game, right? We had a weather delay. There was lightning at halftime, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Mahomes against the Steelers, outside of the T.J. Watt touchdown, was spectacular. I mean, he was lighting them up all over the field, hitting, you know, different pieces. You know, Hill scores a touchdown. McKinnon catches a ball out of the backfield. He scores a touchdown. Kelsey scores a touchdown. I think, he, scores I two. think he caught fire. I, I, the Chiefs, if I'm not mistaken, punted their first two possessions, right? Well, they gave up the touchdown. And then was the touchdown the first or second was possession? on the third possession, I think. And then the, yeah. the kickoff, they ran back all the way to the Pittsburgh side of the field, if I'm not mistaken. And then they scored from there to tie it up. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's the sequence that occurred. They didn't tie the game up until like midway through the second quarter. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, they were Pittsburgh was doing a good job against them initially. Mm-hmm. I just think it, Buffalo's a bad matchup for this Chiefs defense because Brian Dayball is one of the few guys in this league that's not afraid to utilize his quarterback in the run game. And you see how – I mean, it completely devastated New England. I mean, we have to account for a design QB run on third down, especially, you know, that matters. It dictates what you can do defensively. You know, you don't want to leave Stephon Diggs matched up in single coverage, but because the safeties have to keep their eyes on Josh Allen, and he's athletic, and he's big, and he's not afraid to run. And that's what I love about him. He's not running in there like that, you know, trying to find the, the first place to slide. Like, he's running to win the football game. And uh, he's willing to put it on the line and risk it. And I think Bill's extremely dangerous because of that. And his arm talent allows him to throw the ball to every plane on the field. And so I think that makes up a little bit for maybe not having as elite of a wide receiver core as Kansas City does. But Gabriel Davis is really good in his own right as well. Dawson Knox is playing really well too. So they have guys. Now the question will be, can they duplicate the run game success they had against the Patriots? Because Singletary – you know, he ran the ball extremely well. You know, it'd be interesting to see, can they duplicate that? You know, what's interesting for me with Josh Allen is he 
and I thought it was a poor game plan for the Patriots. They let Allen get, I think he got over his rushing total in like the first quarter, Sean. I think he had like 46 yards almost out of the gates. He finished with 66. Well, I don't know if they let him. Well, my question to as you is. they didn't have an answer so for So for the Chiefs, do they have an answer for that? Is is Matthew going to be involved in, in slowing him so, down? So rush, let, me, let, me, let me like kind of simplify defense. We got about a minute left in, yeah. in the show today. You can take away anything. Sure. But it makes you vulnerable in other areas. So if you want to stop Josh Allen from running the ball, you can put the safeties down there at eight yards and have their eyes in the backfield and and run linebackers through gaps. But now what do you do when they kick the ball to the edges? You know, now what do you do when they max protect and play action, throw the ball over your head? So it's a give and a take. And Allen's talent and his competitiveness is why he's elite. So I think it's going to be a great contest. And if it's high score, Can't wait to watch it. If it's high score in a DraftKings right now, twenty to one, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, ten or more combined touchdown passes. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll pass on that one. All right, that's gonna do it for our show. Uh, thanks to John Kuhn, thanks to Patrick Everson, thanks to Eric Eager for Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Scott Seidenberg up next right here on Visa. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.